I'll be back. <laughs> we need a corkscrew. This is basically what the podcast is like. So Tim will ask a question. And Darren will just stare at him. <laughs> <laughs> Refusing to speak. <laughs> Very passive aggressive. <laughs> Answer your own stupid questions. <laughs> I got it. Man, that was quick. I got it. Crisis averted. We can now have our wine. Deacon Pat Gorman, a regular. <laughs> I'm Deacon Pat, a regular on this podcast. But also, we have an incredibly special guest, seminarian Andy Medicevi. Hello, Mary Seed of Wisdom. Yes, it's exciting. So I, I wanted to, we wanted to have you on today just to talk about the Holy Land. You have been in the Holy Land. I was you were there. In the Holy Land for how long? Ten weeks. It's amazing. It was. It was a good trip, good pilgrimage. Have we all mentioned, we've all mentioned being in the Holy Land in previous podcasts. Yeah. Especially like Good Friday when we were talking about being in the pit. Oh yeah, in So what was your favorite place, Andy? I really enjoyed Nazareth and the Basilica of the Annunciation. So that. And then Jerusalem was just a very interesting town because you have the old city with the walls built by the Muslim occupants in the 1400s. And then on the outside of the city is the new... Metropolitan. Okay, yeah. But every town, Galilee, Nazareth, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, they're all unique unto themselves. To be able to be there for 10 weeks allows us to have that time to go back to these sites, um, to the sepulchre, to the nativity, to Galilee, and to just kind of sit there in the silence when no one's around. So either in the morning or at night, um, and just kind of find your own prayer that you can say honestly and openly, you know, Jesus, this is where you brought me to today. This is what, what are you asking of me to do? What was a grace moment that you had when you were there? That just like, I don't know, mind-blowing experience. Because I, I don't know, I think like all of us when we went, there was like one point where we're like, oh my gosh, Jesus actually walked here. Or like, I don't know, I feel like we all had a, some kind yeah. of moment like that. So there's a few. Um, the first one was when we were in Bethlehem, we didn't go out, we didn't travel for the first full week we were there. So that first Saturday we went to Ein Karim, which is the place of the visitation. Mm-hmm. Praying there for the hour after Mass. I was praying over the Magnificat, a prayer that we all say during evening prayer, and the prayer that Mary said to Elizabeth when she saw her. And if you look at the prayer, it's uh, Mary doesn't say her name or I as much as she says him, he, God. So it's more of a prayer praising God. And it kind of struck me there that this is where joy came into the world, that Mary, having conceived Jesus in her womb, was bringing joy to Elizabeth. And as Christians, we are called to go out and bring joy to other people. This is where our faith started. And then we're here in Park Ridge professing the same faith. It's really amazing and awe-inspiring. For most people, they are not able to go to the Holy mm-hmm. Land, not able to like walk where Jesus walked. Sometimes we have an understanding of the Catholic Church being Mary's seat of wisdom. That is the Catholic Church. But when you go there, it just it blows your mind that the church is so much greater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to that end, when we were there, the, my, uh, my bus buddy, 
So he's the guy we always sat in the exact same seats on the bus. So we take this tour bus all over the country. Yeah. And so my bus buddy, uh, he was keeping track of the number of languages that he celebrated Mass in while he was there. Whoa. And it was something like, I think he got up to double digits overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know when you guys were there, right, you attended different Masses mm-hmm. in all the different languages. Latin, Greek, Arabic, Italian, English. Was there an Aramaic Mass? There was a Hebrew Mass oh, okay. That's in cool. the Hebrew-speaking community. Yeah. Before I went, uh, wise old priest that looks like Dumbledore told me when you go to the Holy Land bring a small Bible with you and bring a red pen anytime you go to a place that is actually in the gospel like underline it Mm -hmm. so you talked about going to like the Sea of Galilee Mm -hmm. where Jesus says let's have breakfast and they have breakfast he tells Peter feed my sheep three Mm -hmm. times so you underline that. By the time I got done and by the time I was flying back, he'd look through the Gospels and like almost everything mm-hmm. is underlined because everything is within that mm-hmm. area that was spoken about. I think that's so cool. Yeah, doesn't it say like, maybe you know this better is the statistic, but like 80% of Jesus's ministry or his time was spent within like a five mile part mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Uh, was there anything that, so when you go on pilgrimage, whenever anyone goes on pilgrimage, like you were saying, Father Derek, you are, God is in charge and he, he transforms your heart during that time as much as you want, maybe you want this to happen on a pilgrimage. Yeah. You definitely, you're, you're told to have like an intention to keep, right? Intention whenever you go on like the Camino or something like that. But God will work and give you the graces of the pilgrimage. And like you are transformed in the way that he wants you to be transformed. What changed when you came back? Did anything change? Or kind of like a grace moment there? I guess going back to my encounter in Ein Karim, hmm. my devotion to the Blessed Mother hasn't always been strong as a seminarian. It's been there, but it hasn't been uh, forceful or, str- or strong. So realizing that Mary, one of the titles of Mary is Cause of Our Joy, hmm. is something that's been sticking with me since I've been back. That here's this simple 14-year-old woman who says yes in the quiet town of Nazareth and goes with by herself into the hill country of Judea to visit her cousin Elizabeth to bring joy to her. And as a priest, as a deacon, as a Christian, we're called to bring joy to other people. So how am I living that call out right now and in my future ministry? Um, Another thing, when we were at the Mount of Beatitudes, we had mass outside on the hill. It just kind of struck me that this is... Jesus said these words to his apostles on the hillside, and it's being said to us. So the God, the liturgy really came alive at that point because we weren't in a in a small chapel off to the side with all these people running around us. We were like yeah. in our own corner of the hill, looking out at the Sea of Galilee and thinking, this is what the apostles saw, that Jesus was saying, blessed are they who mourn, blessed are they who are peacemakers. I don't know to what extent people actually know the Christian population in the Holy Land is super low. It's like 1%. So the Pope and I think those people, those of us who have gone to the Holy Land, we come back to our native countries and we're very aware that these people are being persecuted by so many different forces. And so the, the fact that they are still there, these Christian people, they're, they're holding down the fort in some sense. Mm. The Franciscans, I, I think it's just really important to pray for them amidst the trials. While we were there, they'd always call themselves the, the living stones. Mm-hmm. And so you can go to all these different sites and you can see the historical buildings and everything else, but they're the, they're the ones who are right. keeping the faith alive. And that's what's important, right? Like, I remember hearing the story of when the Japanese government were trying to eradicate Christianity from the land. You know, they burned all the books, Bibles, and, and symbols, crucifixes 
knock down churches, but they were unable to um, knock out the faith, the living faith in the people. We need our prayers. Amen. Any shout outs? I have a, a joint shout out and a warning. I'm Deacon Pat. The shout out goes to the Ferraris, Haley and Holly. So they were our loyal, faithful altar servers throughout the True Home. So oh, yeah, they're great. Three mm-hmm. years. Nice. Mm-hmm. I miss them, yeah. Yeah, so they were definitely missed. We missed them, missed their joy uh, this, this season. Um, the warning is that Holly actually just turned 16. Oh! oh yeah, no. So beware all the other drivers out there on the roads so if you see her coming. Um, maybe pull off to the side. Do we want to post your picture on our website? <laughs> if you see this person, <laughs> turn around. Um, probably to the Pope, you know, the big Francis. Ooh, cool cat. Yeah, he's Whoa, that's the biggest shout out we've ever had. I mean, but more close to home, the Bible study on Tuesdays. Um, I'm really enjoying being back with all of you and getting into Genesis uh, with all of you. So if you're not on the Bible study, you should join the Bible study. Email, email you if you want to do the Bible study. Email Deacon Pat. It says baby child. Okay. I'm Deacon Pat. That's right. Cool. It says a matajevic at usml.com. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Seat Quarantined is a Mary Seat of Wisdom dynamic original podcast.